here we go, everybody. Another edition of Jamal About Sports coming to you on a steamy summer early evening, June 19th, 2018. Kicking the show off, the classic by Chic. Good times. Special guest, back by popular demand. He's been away for a little while, but now he is back. The one and the only AG, what is up? Nice to be back in studio. I think the last time we were in studio, we were threatening to do an NFL draft show, but never quite materialized. Well, I mean, listen, you know, you, you had things to do. Yeah, you had yeah, we, you had band practices to attend. Yeah, we, we have lots. That, by the way, that band is no more. Ah, yes. You you had mentioned that. Yeah, uh, Dax's Midnight Runners is uh, <laughs> he is run for for going across the pond. So. Well, as, it, you know, it's just as well. It I happens. Mean, it's time to move on. It happens. Uh, by the so, way, starting off the song, starting off the show with. Good times. Yes. So first time I ever heard that song. Yeah. It brings back great memories. Okay. Birthday party for Rob Lessie. Ah, yes. You know, lived just down the street. Yeah, right down the street from us. Uh, yes. We were playing football in the street. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I remember they were blasting that song. I was like, damn, that is one yeah. Def Jam. That what and, is um, that, nineteen eighty that song came out? Let's see. Seventy nine, right? Seventy nine, eighty? Let's yeah, see. Yeah, I want to say that that party was either in seventy nine or eighty. I, I don't remember what year it was. Right. I, you know, I distinctly remember. You know that that's that's kind of what I always uh, associate that with. You know, nice. like the first time you hear something, what you sure. hear, which is you know just nothing but good memories. Oh yeah, yeah I remember catching a, a long touchdown when when you're you know when I guess you're eight years old, uh-huh. a thirty yard touchdown, <laughs> maybe a twenty yard touchdown. Sure. Like, I caught like an eighty five yard touchdown <laughs> in the street. It's awesome. That's funny. I uh, that's that, that that's a good story. I I. Uh, you were probably there. I oh, I'm sure that. I was definitely there. Yeah, I was definitely there. I don't remember that specifically, but I was definitely there. Um, I remember being at his house, or apartment rather, uh, after school one day, must have been third grade probably, uh, jamming out to Car Wash oh, yeah. by Rose oh, yeah. Royce. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and Andre and Earl, I think, being very impressed with my ability to know the words to, to that <laughs> song. Yes. Yeah. Yes, his parents. Because uh, you know, a little kid, obviously, but uh, yeah, that was you know, that that, that was the music of our times. Of good our times, years. good times. <laughs> yes, indeed. Big show to get to. Lots of baseball, mostly baseball. We'll touch on the NBA draft a little bit. I have a couple of thoughts on who I'd like the Knicks to take, and more importantly, who I'd like to see them not take. Uh, but speaking of good times. We can begin with the New York Metropolitans, if you like. Well, yeah, if you like averaging a run a game. Although, I guess you just busted your curve last night, breaking out for 12 runs. Well, but, yes. Yeah, your offense uh, has, has, yeah. has left a lot to be desired this year. Yeah. It's, I mean, when you, have, when you have a pitcher who gives up one run a game, you can never win. I guess, Last night, he finally wins a game. Correct. I mean, the, wor- the worst start you're getting out of Jason DeGrom. Uh, Jacob DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom. Yeah. The worst start you're getting. Seven innings, one run. That's if that's if he doesn't have it. Pretty much, guy's ridiculous. Pretty much. I mean, in Colorado last night, eight he's so, innings. He's so good, I just called him Jason. Yeah, in <laughs> Colorado, uh, right, which we know is uh, a hitter's paradise. Eight innings, two runs, one earned. Because of course, the Mets defense also manages to undermine their pitchers at every turn. If it's not the offense, it's either the bullpen. Or but he the doesn't defense. fall apart. Like right. late, that was a, that was a close game. Late, it was. You know, it was. Of course, first base makes an error. Yep. Um, it was, oh, it was well, Flores, right? Yeah. Playing first. And, you know, I mean, he made a very lesser pitchers can fall apart there. Degrom just calmly gets out of the inning. His 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 batting average against with runners on base this year is something like 150, and with runners in scoring position, I think uh, opposing teams are two for the last 40 or something that like right? that. Yeah, so it's insane. I mean, a guy. Well, he you puts know, every single pitch where the catcher's gloves. And, and and this, I mean, obviously he's on he's on a historic run right now, right? So in Gooden's year, 1985, when he finished the year with a 150 something ERA. He had a 166 ERA this, at, through the same 11 starts to start the year. DeGrom's now is 151. Hmm. So, I mean, he's an obviously really good company. Um, but the other thing is, I mean, obviously this is a bit of an anomaly in the sense that, I mean, this is a, 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 an historic stretch. But if you remember back to uh, the playoffs in 2015 against the Dodgers when that one game, I think, that clinched it, when he clearly didn't have it, and he had and guys on base. It, and he still got it through the Correct. And he had guys on base every inning, and he Coney, never. Coney used to do that. Yeah, exactly right. And he's he's just one of those guys that has a knack. He he, you know, you know, you, as you well know, you have Sonny Gray on your team. Uh, Zach Wheeler has been that when he has pitched for the Mets. Matt Harvey a little bit later in his career when I guess he was bad. It's not maybe a good analogy, but guys that once one thing goes wrong, the floodgates open right. and you're done. 
you know, an error, a, a play not made, a bad call by Blue. And you know, with two outs, he's got a chance to get out of the inning. You know, he's not going to get out of the inning. Right. Right. Yeah. And Degrom almost always gets out of it. The guy, the guy's been amazing. I mean, literally, look, there is precedence for this. Uh, um, well, then, he had that stretch where he was, where the Mets I think were two and eight. In ten straight starts before last night, where he where he never gave up more than in, in, what, what, what were yeah. the numbers exactly? Yeah. Something absurd. In, prior to last night, in his last in his previous ten starts, his ERA was .87, and the Mets were two and eight in those like, ten think games. About that. <laughs> like that's, that can't happen. I can't, it's I, it's impossible. I mean, it literally is almost impossible. I mean, at worst, you should be seven and three in those ten starts as a team. I'm not saying the pitcher himself is going to get all the decisions, obviously, but the team itself. Should never be worse than seven and three when your pitcher is giving up one, less than one run a game. When your pitcher knows if he gives up one run, probably not. If he gives up one run, he's not getting the win. Yeah, and if he gives up two runs, you're going to lose the game. Yeah, that's a good place. That's a good place so, mentally to be. So this is this is this is how bad it is as a Mets fan now. So I, I was watching the game last night. Right, they got out to uh, two 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 one lead. Then Wait, we well, well, remember you also had a very nice win on Sunday. Very good win. Very good win on Sunday. A game in which the Mets were dead and buried, two outs, nobody on, down 3-1 after Familia had given up a cheap run to give them an insurance run. Reyes lays down a bunt that is clearly going to go foul. For some reason, uh, Al Avila, Rick Avila, former Tigers catcher? Alex Avila. Alex Avila. Fields the ball and can't throw Reyes out at first. He beats it out for a hit. Then Joey Bats comes up. It's, you know, kind of a tough fly ball to right. But know, did the right, right fielder misplay that? John Jay or? did not play it particularly well. He didn't judge it particularly well. The ball carried on him. I mean, the ball carries in Arizona, as we know. It's another hitter's paradise. But uh, doesn't make the play. And then Nimmo hits a three-run homer. And then Cabrera follows it up with a, a solo shot to give him an insurance run. That, that was their best win of the year by far. But, no, but going back to last night's game, um, so I'm watching a game in bed. I fall asleep. It's 3-1 at the time I fall asleep. So I wake up in the morning, and on SNY, between 6 and 7, they do, uh, um, uh, you know, Mets fast forward. So they condense the game into an hour. Right. So when I wake up, it's right around the time I oh, fell asleep. so you have no idea that you, that you and I And I intentionally don't look at my phone to see what the score was. Right, gotcha. So I'm watching at the point where it's 3-1. Then so I see what, what time is this? About 6.30 this gotcha. morning. Gotcha, So... So I, 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 I see Nimmo hits his second home run of the game to make it 4-1. But now I'm looking, it's, it's like 6.35. And I'm like, huh, there's a lot of time. <laughs> like the, and, it's the seventh, oh, and it's the seventh inning, I think. So I'm like, hmm. Well, three runs is certainly, oh, no, it's 4-2. Sorry, it's 4-2. It was 4-2 in the ninth, right? 4-2. It was 4-2. And I'm thinking, oh, well, the bullpen definitely blows this game. There's no way. Because there's so much time left between... You know, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, right, right. If, so you know, there's another 20 minutes, inning, right? Yeah, and then just the, the mere, you know, the thought of, of you being the team having the big innings. Correct. You no, know, or you blew the lead and it goes into extra innings, something like that. Right, and then I see that he actually lets Degrom pitch the eighth inning, and he gets he goes one two three eighth, and it's and I'm like, wait, how? The, so the bullpen's really going to blow this game for him? Right. I can't believe it. Right. And then of course the Mets put up a, a, a an eight spot. Like, like you're watching with Phil Jackson face laughing at the idiot. <laughs> right. You know, just seeing how you're going to blow this one. Right. That and I mean, all of a sudden I, you put up a ten spot. And you're like, wow. I, I mean, I was I was seriously convinced that that's what was going to happen, and the Mets throw up eight runs in, in the top of the ninth, and I was like, okay, I think we're probably in good shape. I yeah. think the Mets probably won this game. Interesting. So. Mets have won three games in a row. Obviously, not a lot. When they had won two games in a row, it was the first time they had done that since um, early May. Um, they were also the fastest team in the history of Major League Baseball to go from ten games over five hundred to ten games under five hundred. Yes. <laughs> uh, start off eleven and one. Correct, and then twelve and two. Yes. Um, uh, I mean, just play five hundred the rest of the year. You're going to be right. in the mix, right? right? But not the Metsies, no. Um, but what was I saying now? Oh. So, so they hadn't won two in a row in a very long time. Now it's three in a row. And I've not been a Callaway guy, as I think you are, are, are aware. I've not been a big fan. I've said on previous podcasts that I'm not a big fan. Um, well, you weren't in 11-1. and one. You, thought, uh, you thought there was a new sheriff in town. Well, he said a lot of the right things, right? And, 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 but, you know, all, that, all those things started to disintegrate. I mean, we've seen lackadaisical play. I mean, Jay Bruce had a play uh, a week ago where on a ground ball base hit that barely got past the second baseman, uh, NCRT turned it into a double because 
Jay Bruce Cadillac the ball coming in. Mm-hmm. And look, Jay Bruce is a great guy, and he stood at his locker, and he answered all the questions. He didn't make any excuses. I get that. That's all well and good. You can't give me three home runs and 17 RBIs and then make terrible plays in right field. I'm sorry. Right, exactly. Can't have it. Yeah, can't you, have it. Yeah, you can't have a guy not hitting and then compounding with, as Keithy would say, bad fundies. Bad fundies. Bad fundies. Yes. He, was not, he was not happy with the fundies. So... Uh, there's actually another podcast called Good Fundies. It's a Mets podcast. Is that right? Yes. Oh, nice. Yes. Um, but after after the game on Friday night, Callaway made them do extra base running practice before the game. Mm-hmm. And uh, coincidence or not, they've won three games in a row since. Right. So, right. you know, and, and, and the base running has been a lot crisper uh, in, in the three games since. So I mean, getting pretty good starting pitching. I mean, you know, if they've been getting a good little bit. I mean, they, they went through a stretch where the starters ERA was two and a half and they were like five and 17. That's insane. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, the, the offense has literally been historically bad to the point where they, Elias had to go back to the 1880s to find the futility that the Mets had matched, literally. The yeah. dead ball era, basically. Yeah. When, you know, then, you know, who's this Babe Ruth with his all his home runs, you know, and ruining exactly. the sport? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, you know, time so was not pleasing to the eye. <laughs> right, exactly. So, I mean, it has been, obviously, a frustrating stretch, to say the very least. But again, this is not just bad luck. This is not the Mets are cursed. This is seven years of bad management by Sandy Alderson. And, of course, the Will Ponds as the owners has always been the common denominator. I'll say this till I'm blue in the face. Look at the arc of this franchise when they forced Nelson Doubleday to sell his share of the team. A couple of sort of everything goes, everything breaks your way. A couple of years, 2099, they made the playoffs, had the Tide Pratt home run uh, to get past the Diamondbacks. Uh, 2000 when they got to the World Series in, against the Yankees. 06, they actually had a very good team, but then, of course, lost to the 83-win Cardinals in the NLCS. Made the World Series in 2015 after playing mediocre baseball for the first three months of the year. Got Cespedes. I remember we did a podcast in June just lamenting yeah. just how we did, awful they were. I heard that one. I went back and listened to that one. It was the end of June, and we were just— Their was, offense was about as good as they are right now. It was just—you know when it was? It was just after that game against Kershaw when Mayberry Jr. and Sue we're Campbell like were hitting four. fourth and fifth in the order. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Yep. So, I mean, this, you know, again, I understand, you know, there, there's a tendency for people to think, oh, with the injuries. Again, the Mets mishandling the injuries, although. It never, it never ends. Although, good news, everybody. Good news. According to the papers today, Cespedes is now doing ground-based activities as opposed to sea-based activities or air-based activities. Oh, in the Mets. He's doing ground-based <laughs> activities, not sea-based and not air-based. Oh, that's tremendous. I mean, do you think? That's so good. Do you think? So do you think that anybody in that organization, before they put this crap out there, maybe stops to think <laughs> for a second how idiotic these things sound? Exercise. Ground-based activities. 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 Oh, ground-based right. activities. activities. Ground-based activities. So, I mean, if he's doing ground-based activities... Yeah, you, you, yeah exactly. I mean, you, you, certainly good, things... Are, good things around the corner. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Things what, are... And what happened to give Cindy was going to start that Sunday game against against the Yanks? And then what, <laughs> then, what, what, then, what was... What, what did the Juilliard uh, staff... What was their excuse This there? is the greatest, too. And by the way... Playing catch, you hurt his hand or something? It's, it's a whole new medical staff, too, right? It's a whole new team. They got rid of Ray Ramirez, who, is the, who drew the ire of Mets fans for many years, the, pro, the previous head trainer. You know, the... the, the, the Mets version of Gene Monahan, although Gene Monahan no, no, he's no Bob Sykes. <laughs> oh, is that your new guy? No, that was your guy. Oh, years years, oh that's right? right. It was. That's right. That's right. Uh, Gene Monahan was the Yankees guy for a long time, wasn't Correct. he not? Yes. Yes, he was. Anyway, so they got rid of Ray Ramirez. They redid all this thing. They're going to have better lines of communication, all this stuff. So Syndergaard uh, comes up with a strained ligament on his middle finger on his pitching hand. Callaway's like, oh, yeah, Kluber had that in, in Cleveland. Bauer had it. It's no big deal. Maybe miss a start. Maybe not even. We'll just push him back. No big deal. Be fine. Syndergaard's like, yeah, I'll be, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Then uh, he went to have catch. He hurt him again. Ah, I'm going to go for a second opinion. Ah, okay. Well, three weeks later, still no no Syndergaard. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's insane. And, it's just unbelievable. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry, breaking news. Jay Bruce going to the 10-day DL after, ah, we'll give him a day's rest. It's going to be fine. <laughs> then he played, went 0 for 4 with three strikeouts. Then he came, woke up the next 
day, his upper buttocks were hurting him again, and so therefore <laughs> he's now on the DL again. That's great. And are the Mets so, calling so up? New class of Juilliard trained correct positions. They, 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 they might be better than the. They're, the old they're knocking it out the park too. Yeah, the crack. I like it. I so like it. so of course the Mets are calling up their stud outfield prospect to replace Jay Bruce, right? Oh, no, of course they're not because they don't have any. <laughs> so they're calling up a career minor league pitcher, Tim Peterson. Hmm. Uh, yes. So, All right. So I think that's Mets baseball. This, this, well, this begs uh, – it's an exercise. Yes. We're not talking. We're just talking. Yes. We're not really talking. We're talking. We're just talking. All right. So uh, so you've got a pitcher. Yes. Who, you know – DeGrom. You have, yeah. Who, you know, goes seven, seven innings, one run if he has a bad start. Correct. He's your biggest bargaining chip. Correct. You're not going to trade him to the Yankees, but we're just, we're not talking. Okay. We're just talking. Uh huh. Um, he would help my my friend. He would he would help my squad. Yes, he quite would a bit. Yes, you would All very right, much so, like to start a playoff series with he and Severino so, so one not, too. So not to you know not, not to echo probably every single yeah uh, WFAN caller. Don't be giving me the what's, brothers Austin. I'm not. Well, no, I'm not <laughs> even, actually no. I was going to start. Don't like, give me the uh, the Tyler Austin what's, what's, what's your, experience. What's your, what's your opening uh, offer if uh, if we were going to make some kind of an inquiry? Yeah. Uh, and by the way, you could probably use one as, we, of, as we get closer to the, to the trade deadline. You yeah. could probably use Boston as leverage too, saying uh, correct. Although you know Boston's got a, you know got four pretty solid. Uh, you know I know, but and, and, and yeah. honestly, I don't know what they have to trade. Right. Them. But let's just say you know you probably could use them as a bargaining chip. Correct. So what uh what's what's your opening um, yeah. opening offer? I got to have one of the two of the two, of the two young studs. I got to have one of the two of them. Not which, obviously which, not both. Which ones? And Duhar or Torres. One of the two. Got to okay. have one of the two. All right. Got to have one of the two. Okay. And throw in uh, Clint Ginger and uh, a low level pitching prospect, and I think we could call it a day. Okay. So I was thinking you might uh, again not really the Yankees by the way are loaded loaded with pitching prospects. Right. But again, they're prospects. Right. They're, they're, you know, so I was thinking you would probably want to get get back at least uh, at least like two solid prospects, right? Pitching prospects. Okay. You know, because frontline starters are yeah. very hard to and, come and by. And by the way, he's under Mets control till twenty twenty. Exactly. Which is also that was why the why Sonny Gray was so attractive, right. attractive, and why they gave up three of their you know right. pretty higher rated well, prospects. One guy was coming off Tommy John, and the other guy, I mean, they, they, one was a knucklehead Mateo. But they, right. they were still they were they were three of their of their highest rated right. uh, prospects. But anyway. So I, I was just sort of thinking you might want to get back uh, pitching prospects in addition to one of the, you know. One you know the, what? I, I hear you. The Mets are so bereft of any young positional talent, though. We, we, that, they need that more. I mean, so, look. All right, so if we're running our teams, you want positional talent. Yeah, that's right. what I need more. All right, so you're telling me that, that, uh, that Clint Ginger yep. and either <laughs> fits so well. Either Clint Ginger. Um, it would have to, so it would have to be Clint Ginger. And either Tor- one of the either two, Torres or and, and Duhar. Correct. And then so so that's two. Right. And then you, and you, then you, you a, want a pitching a prospect. pitching prospect. And if you want to throw in one of the Tyler Austin Romine experience guys too, one of those two guys, fine, I'll take them too. Right. Okay. <laughs> so all right. So like all right. So if I so I gave you if if I gave you let's say and Duhar, Torres and Ginger, that that's that's getting it done. You mean Frazier? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Duhar. Ginger and Duhar. Yep. And um, a, a pitching prospect, say a double A pitching prospect. It's you know not. Or, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, like, a, it's an actual prospect. Or like, uh, or or if not a pitching like like Tyler Austin going to get it done. I mean, you know, he's hitting two twenty, eight home I, runs. I, I, give, I think that guy's not really I, considered I, a prospect. I How think old given, is he? Twenty five. Twenty five. I think given yeah. uh, given a couple seasons under his belt, he's probably going to give you like thirty, twenty five to thirty. Probably ninety ribs. Okay. Even though, no RBIs now don't mean anything. I know. Well, uh, they do to me. And he's so. probably and he's probably going to hit two thirty. Two thirty. Two forty. Does he walk? 240. I don't. I don't pay that close attention to him. Uh, he. Yeah, I mean, not, I would not as much as he, as he needs. I would right take now, right now. Unfortunately, it's kind of actually. You know what? It's kind of hard to get hits when you're looking in the left field stands when you swing the bat. Actually, I actually he actually is not of any interest at all. The Mets' best prospect actually happens to be a big slugging first baseman. So. All right, so we'll take him off the table. So yeah. now you you want you want to let's say Duhar and Duhar Ginger, Ginger a, a decent pitching prospect who says he's in Double A and maybe a Single A guy somewhere. All right, what if we take uh, what if we what if we take one of the two offensive players? What if we go like Justice Sheffield, right? Who's probably a top pr- right. pitching prospect, yeah, and um, 
either an Andu. That's not enough, right? Either an Andu or Fla- like Frazier or Andujar. Yeah, and that's, that, can't, that can't be enough for you. I right? can, especially no, no. Of course, like, I don't want to get rid of any. I of these understand. Guys, you got to get. You got to give something to get some. I understand. So no, and, and the thing that scares me about Frazier too, and, and given of course my franchise is his injury history, right? Right. So I mean, he can't stay healthy with the Yankees, let alone how it's going to be with well, the Mets. He doesn't have that many. He had the he had the concussion thing, but right? Uh, he, but otherwise, he hasn't. Oh, that's right. He did have some, some hamstring. Yeah, I'm just, right, I'm just, right, right. I'm just, right. I like him. It's a nice player. Any other organization, <laughs> right? But the yeah. way the Mets handle I mean, honestly, I, I look at that guy. I see a future Josh Donaldson. He looks very good. He looks like he a very good player. So hard. I listen. Um, I, 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 that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, you know what though? The net it'll never happen. No, no. We're, we're, again, we're not talking. We're just talking. <laughs> I know. I know. What, what I'm going to get that that Houston Astros GM job. If yes, <laughs> that's not right. Have to get traded to Tyler Chicken. That's do right. It. That's right. Uh, no, I mean, look. I, it, but here's here's the thing. Here's the one thing I will say, and I understand the argument to trade. You know that the best way the Mets are going to if you're going to go full re- rebuild, the best way obviously to do that to restock is to get rid of is to trade Degrom and Syndergaard because they're your two highest. That they're going to get you the most back. The flip side to that also two top line stars, which are almost impossible to find, and on the team control and don't make a lot of money. Um, the and, and that are not going to be free agents exactly. The but the flip side to that coin is why would you get rid of the two best players that you have who are young and under team control? And I mean, those are your two. Those are right. building blocks, right? Exactly. Those, those, are, those aren't. Those aren't like. So, those, aren't, those aren't just like uh, you know, tradable commodities. So so the, to me that would be very Mets Metsian logic is because we sucked at building the rest of the team. Let's get rid of the only two the things that are good about the team. Because as we know, if you can even just cobble together a little bit of offense, correct. All it takes is two hot pitchers, and that That's can right. carry. That can carry you. That's carry right. Through. But look at the Giants. Yes. Every other year they they played that formula yeah, yeah. to great yeah, results. They go five five games over five hundred and they and they, and they win because exactly they, because they, you know every year they have those two pit you know that's right those Matt Cain and Tim Lincecum right or Baumgartner and whomever and then they and then even their closer you got a guy who's a hot closer right. Sergio Romo one year that that idiot Brian Wilson. For a right. couple of exactly. years, exactly. Uh, Sergio uh, the, the, the Santos Cas- one year, right? Santos, Santos, Sergio Cas- Romo, Casilla. Though I mean, they're all the same right. guy. Yeah. They all have the dopey beards, yeah, and exactly. you know, they all That's kind of exactly throw the right. same kind of side on. You know, Sandoval every year would, uh, would right. suddenly wake up in the playoffs, right? Hit two forty for most of the year, and then have uh, go eight for sixteen with three home runs and an LCS or something like that. Yeah, yeah. no, I know. And, and obviously, with the Mets, I mean, they're, they're a completely different team with a healthy Cespedes. Right. Cespedes right. meaning you're going to get a healthy player for two weeks during the season but he, he, but, but hey. he, he can single handle but ground related activities <laughs> ground based ground based activities. <laughs> GBA baby that's, remember that yeah, yeah, commit that to memory that, no that's a thing now GBA <laughs> ground based activities yep yep Ground-based activities. No, listen, obviously oh, – so, but, I mean, here's a perfect example, right? So, Nimmo has been on fire lately, right? He's already he's, – if he qualified, he still doesn't have enough plate appearances. He's going to get there in about two or three more games. If he, if he were to qualify so – so, my point is he's pretty close to, to being – he would lead the NL and OPS right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy's an on-base machine, but he always was an on-base machine. The power they always thought might come later. It's starting to come now. He's got he's up to twelve home runs. It's amazing how young players are developing power is as quickly as they are these days. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the guys who like you know hit ten homers in the minors, right? They they, they, they all of a sudden they they come up here and they're uh, yes. I, I think it might have something to do with launching. Uh, it, it could. I, you know, most of his home runs though. I mean, he still is a line drive hitter. He's just he's kind of a kid who's grown to his body. He's, he's got. But by the way, you know, he's not that young. He's twenty five. Remember, the Mets drafted him seven years ago at a high school at a state where they don't have high school baseball. So right. in, in the first round. So uh, you know, Sandy Olson, I wouldn't pat yourself on the back too hard just yet. That finally one of your first round draft picks, which, who, whom it took seven years to become a productive major league player. So, so to quote uh, Winston Wolf, from, yes, uh, from, exactly from uh, Pulp Fiction. Correct. Let's not blank, blank, blank uh, each just other's. Yet. Yes, yes, yet. Exactly right. Um, He's but the difference being he solves problems. Yes, that, 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 yeah, unlike Sandy Alderson who creates them. Um, so, I mean. He's been obviously on on fire. Conforto's shown some signs finally of starting to come out of his season long funk. I mean, look, obviously Cespedes makes a big difference, but I mean you could really boil down the Mets' struggles to two guys, and it's Conforto and Jay Bruce. I'm sorry, and I like them both, but you know Jay Bruce has given you three and seventeen. Guys do that in a week. 
I mean, that's that's his season, and he's played a lot of games. He has plenty of at-bats. Conforto had, up until about a week ago, not even five days ago, an OPS under 700. At the same time this point last year, he had an OPS of nine-something. At the same point this time last year, Jay Bruce had 15 home runs and 45 RBIs. Yeah. I mean, and the year before, it was 16 and 50. I mean, so, but here's the thing about Jay Bruce. I mean, I said this all offseason, and I've been saying it all season. I like the guy. He's a good guy. Solid player. He's not great. He's solid. And I understand the Mets got him before a bargain. He was not part of any plan. They signed him because they knew who he was, and he didn't cost a lot of money. Because if you had any confidence in your own self-scouting, you would have said, you know what? We are going to roll with Brandon Nemo because he's improved every year. The on-base percentage, and I think, I think you believe, you agree with this point, too. If guys walk a lot... The hitting will come eventually. Now, I'm not saying Brandon Nimmo is going to hit, be a 30-home run hitter. You don't need him to be a 30-home run hitter. I was saying all spring training he needs to be the Mets' leadoff hitter because he's the only guy that could get on base walks consistently. Walks are, are, are invaluable. Yep. They yep. The pitchers. And if you get walks, hate. you're going to be a decent hitter. It just stands to reason because it means you don't swing the bad pitches. Correct. So, I and mean, also it makes other hitter it can it, it can make other hitters around you better because it tires out pitchers. Correct. They're more likely to make mistakes. Correct. Particularly they pitch differently with with men on base. Exactly. And particularly, so it drives me crazy watching guys you know swing it swing it you know well well getting I, themselves out swinging it, it it pitches it you know five I, feet out of the, it just well you you you, you 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 would have no no time for Ahmed Rosario zero. I mean, my man swings it. He's got seven walks this year. That's terrible. Um, so, and, and by the way, and it's not all because he bats eighth, because the Mets have actually gone out of their way to try to protect him by hitting him ninth a lot mm-hmm. so that he's hitting in front of a hitter and not in front of the pitcher. Right. Um, but, I mean, if you look at it, between the bullpen issues and Bruce and Conforto, I mean, I'm not saying it's a great team, but again, like everything else, the Mets bet it, we're, we're bet, bat, banking on everything breaking right. And, of course... Not only has not everything broke, not everything broken right, most things have gone wrong again. So, I mean, that's 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 just that's Met ball. It is not easy being a Met <laughs> fan. I can, uh, that's, I can, I can. That's Met ball. Know, I can certainly. But getting back to your, with your plight. Yes, but getting back to your original question about you know Syndergaard and DeGr- or Degrom. If I had to give up one of them, it would be Syndergaard, which I know sounds a yeah, little. Which actually, we we should also explore that. Uh, yeah. What kind of a package with that? Was yeah. That, uh, with that. With that, because uh, obviously, I mean, I think I think uh, Degrom yeah, gets you a little bit more than Cindy does. Absolutely, I mean, look, Degrom is now on like a Verlander level, right? He's on. I mean, he's an ace. He's a legit ace. Syndergaard probably will be an ace, but he's got a little injury history. Obviously, he got hurt last year, and now he's got this nagging finger thing. When Syndergaard's at the top of his game, there's he's, nobody he's better. He's unhittable. Yes, I mean, there's nobody better, but. He's not always at the top of his game, but he still has plenty of room for improvement. Thank God the Yanks didn't have to face him. Oh, wait, they got shut out by Seth uh, Lugo. Seth Lugo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who's not a bad pitcher. I mean, he's not, certainly. He ain't Cindy. He's not. No, he's not. He's actually been, He actually has done a very nice job for the Mets out of the bullpen for most of this year um, prior to the, him being going into the rotation. But... Um, yeah, I mean Syndergaard. I mean, I would, I would, I, I don't think you're gonna get the same thing that you would get for Degrom, but you get something similar because again, he's like five years younger than Degrom. So, you know, uh, and again, he's making hardly, he's making less than Degrom. Degrom at least makes like five, six mil a year, I think. So, so just to read, for either, well, so for either of yeah. these guys, and Duhar, I need Ginger, I need, yes, and like Tyler Wade, not Austin, Tyler Wade, yeah, you know, okay, like that, gets sure, yeah. Look, this is what if I'm trading either of those guys to to whatever team, be it the Yankees, the Red Sox, uh, whomever might want to get in the mix. I need three position players, major league ready. One of them needs to be on a major league roster right now, playing and playing well. And then I need two guys that are a Triple A that are being blocked because the guys ahead of them so are again, better. You're not you're not looking pitching here. No, I mean if somebody offers it, sure. But but, that, but you're you're focused yes. on position players. Look, who look, can, who can yes. start? Two yes. of which can start right away. Yes. One of which should be starting by next. Correct, year. and I need and I need I need guys with some athleticism, some speed that are multi-dimensional players. Now, Tyler, okay, now Tyler Wade, mm-hmm. tons of athleticism. Yeah, uh, can run like hell. Yeah, um, but he is not hit at all at the major league level so far. He's looking. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's, match, so he I'm would be sure. part of a package. He's not going to be the centerpiece. They, they, they've projected him as uh, as having like Zobrist like skills. He can play every position. Okay, they think he's going to grow grow into his body. and think he's going to hit. But right now he's you know. 
He would be the yeah. third guy then in a, in a trade. He's not going to be the centerpiece. Frazier, oh, without a doubt. No, right. I, honestly, I mean, he's, he's right. got a long way to go. But he's, Frazier's got some athleticism to him. I yeah, mean, he, yeah. can get, he can move not, around in the outfield. Yeah, he's probably not going to be able to play him in center. But I think That's fine. Need, I don't need to play him in center. That's fine. But, I mean, because look look, look at the Mets. He runs the bases very well, too. He's a good base runner. Well, which is which would be a, a, a nice addition. I mean, look at the Mets roster right now. I got top. Oh, he's starting tonight, so I just guarantee that he's going to get picked off in a big spot. Who, Clint Ginger? <laughs> yeah. 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 I got. So I just made. I just probably made that. He happen. jinxed him. Yeah. I got Todd Frazier at third base. Rosario has athleticism, but he's so raw and young, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing, so it doesn't. It doesn't show up in his play yet. I've got Flabby Cabrera at second base. Who, I mean, he, my man, literally can't get to anything anymore. Nothing. And it's amazing. He's got more hamstring issues. I mean, maybe if you weren't 30 pounds overweight, you wouldn't have knee and hamstring issues all the time. Mm-hmm. I understand the guy can hit. He's a good, solid professional hitter. But, uh, I mean, have you seen him lately? It's a but bit you poorly. See, like, a lot of these teams using using these advanced spray charts, Yeah, They're, I think the whole part of the point is, A, to have people in the right spot, B, also compensate for lack of range by just uh, by having people in the right spot. And I, I got to tell you, so far, so far this year, the Yankees' positioning has been spot on. I mean, constantly guys hitting rip shots back up the middle when Didi's like standing right behind the right. bag. Uh, and I remember this is in contrast, like I think it was made two years ago, where I remember I, I probably on this very show lamenting. I was like, whatever spray charts they're using, because every single ball hit on the ground was getting through. Some of that also could just be luck. Yes, right. I mean, right. I think that's that plays a part, but. But I mean, look, they could. They could you, do, you don't. You don't subscribe to the to like uh, Smoltz's, you know, one of his one of his ideas. You know, at some point they're going to have to like. You can only have two guys on the left side and two guys on the right. Basically, no, I don't, you can I, position I, players wherever you want, and if you, if, if hitters can't figure out exactly, how to, I, I do not like the idea of legislating into the game how teams can deploy their players. Uh, basically, no. you know where the guy's going to hit the ball, but you can't put. You no, can't that's, put the guy that's, there. That's garbage. Right. If, if 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 teams are going if, to, if if you see what the Astros do to Joey Gallo. They basically play a softball of alignment yeah. against him, yeah. and if he's if he if he don't if he can't be bothered to learn how to slap a ball to left field or bunt down bunt between pitcher and third base, then tough luck on him. And guess what? You're going to hit 205 every year, and you're going to hit your 30 home runs and your 70 RBIs, and you're a waste of time as far I mean, as I remember. Concerned. It turned both Teixeira and um, Brian, Brian McCann, McCann yes. from like 275 to 285 hitters right. to 220 hitters. But I mean, this does. I mean, why why is it such a hard concept for teams and players to grasp? I mean. I don't understand. I mean, these guys are not, I'm sorry, they're not Ted Williams. I mean, shifting is not new. They used to shift against Ted Williams, but he also hit 380. So he's allowed to do whatever the hell he wants. Right. <laughs> you know? Hit 380 after, after flying combat missions Correct. in World War II. And in Korea. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, Boy, that was a different era. Yeah, it sure was. But, I mean, it, so, you know, and, went, and, and played both games in doubleheader and went four for eight to the, I mean, six for eight to, to so, bat so over we, 400. Right. He right. could have sat out and won he the ball and hit 400. Done a, done a yeah, or, or Jose Reyes, correct. <laughs> uh, like Reyes did when he was his last full season with the Mets when he, he, he came out of the game after a hit to clinch the batting title. Um, but, oh, by the way, speaking of which, I mean, you talk about a guy who's washed up. Yeesh. He is so bad. It is. I mean, I, what? He very close to having the game-winning hit against, uh, or at least game-tying it against the Yankees. He had a, nice, he had a pretty good bat against the. Uh, yeah, Jackie, I, I mean, he's hitting 160. Yeah. I mean, he can't play third base. He can't play second base. He's barely passable at shortstop. I mean, he's he's just hey, look, nice guy. Nice tries run. hard. He had a good run. He's 35 years old. He's washed up. I mean, it happens. Right. Father time, undefeated. I mean, it's not, there's no great shame in same, that. Same with Adrian Gonzalez. I mean, at some point, you just got to move on. Yeah, and by the way, the scary thing is Adrian Gonzalez was, was actually like, better than... He was like second on the team in RBIs. He yeah. had 23 RBIs. It was like second... He, he, RBIs don't mean anything. He was hitting 250 with six home runs and 23 RBIs. I mean, look, again, and the Adrian Gonzalez thing, I mean, that, that was folly from the beginning, though. I mean, you, what, what was the best you were going to get from Adrian Gonzalez? 270, 18 home it runs. speaks to what you had at the position... Well, because the well, again, well, again, Sandy Alderson. They drafted Dom Smith in the first round, a first baseman, five years ago, and he's been a complete disaster so far. I mean, I'm sorry, that's on Sandy Alderson. So I'm not saying you have to go out and and, and trade for uh, uh, Jose Abreu from the White Sox, God forbid. But I mean, Ryan Healy was available. Mariners got him. Uh, there's plenty of guys out there that the Mets could have gotten to go play first base uh, this year. There would be better options than Adrian Gonzalez. We're going to cost them an arm and a leg. 
So, uh, but look, when you have a GM that's completely lazy and, and uninspired and has zero creativity, this is what this is this is what you get. And when I say lazy, I mean his thinking is lazy. I don't think I'm not saying he doesn't work hard. Um, he's not like Tim McClellan. Uh, oh, yeah, geez, that's just lazy. Uh, yeah, the home plate umpire, or sometimes obviously home plate umpire. Is that Keithy? Keithy's oh, not yeah, a fan, Keithy, right? Yeah, yeah, he was not a big Timmy McClellan. Yeah, guy. not a fan. Uh, see, that's, yeah, he missed a call at third base. He was out of position. Yeah, because I've like, oh, seen that. Right, that's just lazy. Keithy's the best. Keithy McClellan is probably his best known for the pine tar game. Yes, and he also he also is he, is he one of the delayed ball and strikes guys too. So yes, he also right. drives the announcers right. nuts because uh-huh. he uh-huh. takes his sweet time calling yes, the strike. Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, although, yeah, Paulio, by the way, Paulio was not a big fan. By the way, has there has there been a worse umpire in Major League Baseball than Angel Hernandez? While we're on the subject, probably not. And 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 how he's probably been not. he's been around now what, what, thirty Diaz? years. Last Diaz ain't Cow- great. Cowboy Joe West. <laughs> Joe. Well, well, Joe West. Is, well, that guy screwed me over the years. Yeah, I, listen. Probably, you know what though? Probably every team thinks they they yeah. screwed over by Cowboys. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. I think Joe Joe West is equally horrendous. He's an equal opportunity offender, but he's also he's he's also you know he's he, well respected though in the game. Whereas, I, is know, he like, though? I think so. I, 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 well, he's got, he's got a very he, short fuse. Don't cross Joe exactly. West. He will run you very fast. Angel Hernandez, not much, not a very good rep. Well, that's what I mean. Nobody likes Angel Hernandez. I mean, and Lance Diaz is not far behind. But but yet Angel Hernandez has been been umpiring for like thirty years and sometimes gets postseason games. I don't understand it. It's yeah. very strange. Uh, but anyway, just getting back really quickly, why I messed need a ma- major infusion of, of obviously youth, some athleticism. I mean, Cabrera can't get to anything. I don't care what how many spray charts they use for that guy. When you literally can't get to a ball hit a foot to your right or your left, spray charts ain't gonna help you. Right. I mean, there's just nothing you can do for the guy. And again, I get it. Look, I appreciate the fact that guy guts it out. He will play hurt, unlike other guys on the team. Um, most notably, unfortunately, the left fielder. Um, although, by the way, I will back Cespedes in this specific scenario because the Mets did it again with him this year. He said he was hurt. Instead of just immediately putting him on the DL, they ran him out there for like three games. Yeah, of course, just you know, they, 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 they dicked around like they always do. You know, they, they kind of half-assed it. And then, of course, it got worse. And I'm sure he's probably like, look, I'm not coming back until I don't feel any pain. Now, the Mets feel like this could be a chronic thing, so uh, eventually I'm sure this is – I mean, is there any doubt in your mind this is going to end badly? No. <laughs> no, 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 no right? No. I mean, it's not going to end well. But let me ask you something. Yeah. This is totally anecdotal. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a big picture, this, is, this, is, this is really means nothing. But yeah. I just want one of you to notice this. Yes, sir. The Sunday game that the Yankees lost 2 nothing To the Metsies. Right. Where the Mets scored the two runs on the two-run homer by Frazier. Yes. That, that was Seve. Seve pitched that game. Um, so, I think when, whenever they, I think the Mets scored the two runs in the fourth or the fifth, yeah. whatever it was. So it was two outs, nobody on. Yeah, Reyes yeah. Hits, a, hits a slow ground ball to the right side. I don't yeah, know if you know, it looked like it looked like Bird pulled a Nick Johnson. Right, the balls hit like one foot to his to his right. Right, and he wants to cover the bag. Right, because he thought the second base was pinched way over. Okay, so of course it gets through. Right, keeps the inning over. And, right. and, then, I, and then Frazier's comes so like, oh no, so right. like, he's gonna he's gonna just he's and gonna he almost struck through. out. And on then the I thought I thought he went around. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, who, who I know. Tell? So then when they didn't punch him out, yeah, you know, and then like you know, guys, you know. Basically, if you make your pitch, he's going to swing and miss. They fouled off a couple tough pitches. Yep. So I knew I, I, I knew it was coming. Then when they didn't get punched out on the ball in the dirt. Right. So, uh, yeah, and then when he hit the ball out, I was, I was, I was not happy. Yeah. I mean, again, you know, I, yeah. so oh, what was oh, the question? Oh, for you, you lose one game. Right. But, you know, but uh, did, uh, really my question, did you, know, did, did you notice that? that it looked like, it looked like, oh, like I, Bird pulled a, a Nick Johnson. I, I, well, Nick Johnson, who would just do the weirdest things. Right. At old, uh, you know, yes. mid, 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 uh, mid you know, 90s, early, early, early 2000s. Early aughts. Uh, yes. You know, first base with the Yankees, who would do weird things. Like, yes. I remember there was one game. Pri- private pile? Uh, with, yeah, private pile. <laughs> right? I believe I coined that, that, that. I think I coined that. I think right? you may have, yeah. yes. Like, well, I, the only first base I've ever seen on a ball hit right to and breaks for the back. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, he would just do weird things. Or a guy who, uh, I don't we've talked about, I had an item, the guy uh, with a run on third on a pop up. He caught the ball and he couldn't keep his balance. He just like caught the ball. And he just like in slow motion couldn't keep his balance. Trying and like kind of fell backward and the guy, and the guy tagged up. Yeah. Pop up to the first base. And I was like, only Nick Johnson. I, I did not notice but that anyway, in the Met game because I probably was barely paying attention. Honestly, right, I mean, I, right. I, I didn't. I, I thankfully didn't really watch the Monday night. The sorry, the Monday, the Friday night game or the Saturday night game. 
Um, you know, I saw that they had a lead in the Saturday night game. Yeah, they got. Yeah, they went up three and then first, and then, and then and I saw Matt's gave it back. And then, as you said, a Teutonic one, right? <laughs> Domingo uh-huh. Ramon, yes. Um, yes. He settled down. Yeah, Saturday German. Yes, <laughs> correct. Uh-huh. That's exactly right. <laughs> that is correct. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I don't. I, we can move off the Mets. Obviously, you got to be happy with the Yankees right now. Uh, you know, it, it looks like for all the world, it's going to be a death match between you and the Sox, and it really matters. Being, you mean you got to then play a playing game, you right? Know, when you win over 100 games, and have to play a freaking well, and game. a playing game is not going to be against the Twins, okay? It's going to be either against, against the Astros Seattle, or Seattle, right? And both, I mean, you certainly don't want it to be the Astros and Verlander or or or. Uh, uh, McCullers or any, whoever, Garrett Cole whoever, whoever they're or uh, who's the guy that came or out of Charlie Morton or Keuchel eh, and but those other three guys really uh, are, are all having great years. Yeah. Um, I mean Morton and and, and Verlander in, in, in particular. And in Seattle, you can draw James Paxton. You can yeah. Draw, uh, King Phillips. Well, well, I know he's not King Phillips anymore, but he's still in a big spot. You never know. He, Although he, you guys he, always hit him pretty well, even when he was good, didn't you? Uh, no, just recently. They, okay. The last few games they've hit him. Uh, okay. Hit him, uh, no, it, uh, prior to that, you know, they, I think they won a lot of games just because they, you know, because they pitch well. Also, Grind so, out would so, be two know, one or three two. Yeah, something yeah. Like but that. no, they, right. he's, he, I think he's 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 had some games. Right. He's just owned them. Right. So, what? So yeah. So to so but much like much like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, second prize is you know, third yeah. prize you're fired. Right. Pretty much. So yeah, go win your hundred games, or you don't win the division. Yeah. Unfortunately, Yankees have a lot of rain. Deli- right. Uh, well, rain saw headers, last night, and that just that just kills you. Right. It just kills you because not only does not only is it really hard to win a doubleheader, right? You blow out your bullpen, and yeah. then it affects you the next game. Yeah. Although so, although last night was not not the worst case thing. You split well, the games. You well, didn't have to no, blow out the and bullpen. And, right. Well, also because it started in the fifth. Right. Well, that's game. right. It was a spending game. That's right. Right. So right. Yeah, it was imperative once they lost the spending game. They had to win the night cap. Yeah. They, they were fortunate. To to do so, 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 so. I mean, we look. We know the Yankees are making the playoffs. We get that, and obviously the lineup is is literally so good right now. You got guys like, like Drew, team, I mean, most Drury teams and Frazier, who are still winning, right? And Stanton has been pretty much a disaster. Frankly, not been good, and especially way, at home. And he's been awful at home. Can't hit a fastball, he's, and he's an atrocious left fielder. He hasn't hurt them in the outfield yet. He's he's looked a little awkward. But okay. He actually he hasn't hurt them All in the right. outfield yet. Yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, in a big spot in a playoff game that could come back to bite you. Anyway, I mean, we're looking for chinks in the armor here. Obviously, the Yankees are, are, are jumping and the, on. And the catcher has been a somewhat of disaster. Well, year. but think how good that is, right? You're 47 and 22, and, you, and you, your catcher's hitting on a 200. He's shown he's obviously hit power, but I don't know if the defensive issues are ever going to go away with him. Does doesn't. Uh... And, and again, in the playoffs, when you're playing good teams and these games are well, won he, by the thinnest of margins. Well, last year, yeah. two plays at the plate. There you go. Can't have it. There you go. Can't have it. There you go. Um, and by the way, uh, the fact they drafted catchers in the first and second round, what does that tell you? Yeah, yeah. And did, 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 switch throwing catchers. Yes, switch I might throwing add. catcher, correct. Now, so let me ask you, who, let's, let's take DeGrom and Syndergaard off the table. Who would be your top target? I mean, I think the whole world knows the Yankees are going to trade for a starting pitcher. Who who would be the guy you want the most? I mean, other than Cole Hamels, I mean, who's really Jay Happ? Yeah, he doesn't do much for me. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I think I think Cole Hamels is is probably your guy. And and he's not that great anymore, but he's got he's got some big game pedigree. Yeah, he's pitched he's pitched a lot. And you get him out of that, yeah. You I, get him onto a good team off that crappy. He also threw well against the, in the one game they faced him this right. year. He could be a lit. He could else. be like a, a Verlander light a little bit, right? Verlander started to stagnate a bit in Detroit. It kind of was. He got a fresh start in Houston. I mean, yeah, he doesn't know. have that kind of stuff. No, he doesn't. But I'm just saying. I mean, but remember, Verlander had a couple of years there where he was imminently hittable. Well, there was there was nothing suggesting that once you know the Astros got him, that that he was going to be like that's, this. That's going to be a ticket to a World Series. I mean, right and, and, and and he's just kept on rolling. I mean, right. he's got an ERA under two this year yeah, also. Nolan Ryan. Right. Nolan Ryan who wins games. Right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So other than Hamels, I mean. I don't really know who else is like. Who else would be available? Let's look at the bad teams right now. The Blue Jays, they should be sellers. Jay Happs probably. Well, oh, what about, would you want a Stroman if he's healthy? Or Chris Archer from Tampa Bay? Chris Archer would interest me. His uh, his numbers have not been good the last couple of years. They have not. Um, would you want Stroman, local kid? 
Jersey. No, can't stand them. Uh, can't you know? Can't stand well, the guy. Well, first, first of all, get rid of the single digit number. That's, that's number, number one. one. Exactly. I mean that. that Much that's, like Blake Snell, you can't be wearing number that's four. That's got to go. Blake Snell wearing four's got to go. This kid. Strong wears six, right? Uh, Strong wears six. Blake Snell wears four. There's a guy on the on the Cardinals wearing number seven. He can't have Bye-bye. it. Bye bye. Yeah. Correct. Seven. Got to go. <laughs> um, also, uh, Chris Leak. It's also a living Is it Chris tribute. Leak. Yeah, Chris Leak or Mike Leak. He was on. He used to pitch for the Cardinals. The John. He wears number eight, I believe. For yeah, the Ma- yeah, I, no, I can't have pitchers wearing. wearing six. No. no, you can't have. It. Can't have. It. All right. So have sorry, we digress. We digress. Uh, what about? I mean, Irvin Santana. If he comes back healthy, yeah. Eh, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. that's not that's not exciting you. Uh, the White yeah. Sox don't have anybody worth mentioning. The Royals, I mean, Ian Kennedy, no thanks. No, I've already no been thing. down that road. Yeah, no, um, no, if I'm getting a pitcher, it's got to be somebody that, you know, that I, I'm very confident when I hand the ball to him in the playoffs, he's giving me a good start. A's and, and Sean Minaya, they wouldn't trade him yet. He's probably not up for free agency. And Cole Hamill, I mean, that's yeah, that's the American yeah, do League I, do team. Do I want to trade for any more A's starters? Right. Orioles have I just mentioned them just because obviously you, you make trades with them so there's obviously some as you know Kevin Gosman you know his numbers have always been terrible you know he, he could be you know, he could be Jake Arrieta whose numbers are terrible maybe so they're not until all of a sudden right. he's unhittable and who's the other guy that's supposed to be good for them but that isn't any good uh, Bundy Dylan right. Bundy, Bundy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. certainly you're not taking back Cobb, who's been awful for them. Although I, I keep thinking he's going to turn it around because you know Bob he missed Cobb. all. Yeah, know, I, don't, he, I don't need Bob. Cobb. I don't need the maestro. All right, so let's go over the National. I mean, you know, we already talked about the Mets. The Marlins don't have anybody on in that starting staff that you want. I don't think. Uh, if the Pirates felt were to fall out of it, I mean, they're starting. None of they don't have any veteran starters except for Champagne Supernova. You've already yeah, we've already gone, gone down, down that road. road. You know, yeah, I mean, nice, nice number five star. Right. I mean, not, he's not moving the needle. No, he's not. He's not going to be. You want a guy that's going to back up Severino in the playoffs or make you Severino that, your that, second that, guy, yeah, right? Boston, Houston are saying to themselves. Damn. Yeah. I thought we thought I thought we could land. Right. Uh, the D-backs, the Dodgers, the Giants. Of course, and by the way, the Sox. Of course, of course, they basically replaced David Ortiz with a right-handed version of David Ortiz. In, in JD of, Martinez. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I mean, speaking of when guys, you know, when when you when your uh, when your arch rival gets somebody that you know is just gonna right. just gonna tear it up. Right. Well, I mean, but he's been. I mean. Jamie Martinez is like his fifth year in a row now. He's putting a monster number. Oh no, there's no, right, there's no right. surprise here. No, when right. they got him, I was just like, oh, right, great, right. You know, I just I get, the, I get the home run king, and you know, right. He's, he's, well, look, it's a lot of see. we got a lot of baseball left. It, it, exactly, it bodes very well for you. Get four hits last. That you're 27 games over 500 or whatever the hell it is. 25 games over 500. And, I mean, and you got basically three the, guys who have hit. the catcher's hitting under 200. Uh, the left fielder, he's put up garbage time numbers for the most part, window dressing numbers. Right. Stanton has not Correct. been great. Uh, his late inning. Gardner's got. late inning hitting's been, been atrocious. Right. His, his, you know, his, late uh, and close has been very bad. Uh, no, he, he's actually right now, he got a big hit last night. It was the first probably big hit, big hit he's gotten. Right. He's probably the last. I'm not, I'm actually, I'm not saying this, in, I'm not hyperbolizing here. Yeah. He is probably the last guy on the roster at this point that you want up in a and, big spot. And listen, I believe. You hope he walks. I believe I, walks. I had this, and I told you this in the offseason, that there will be times when you look at him and you he say. He's never played baseball. Has he ever played baseball before? <laughs> right. Because uh, I've seen it when, and when he would be on. He'd, he'd have series when he's on the Marlins where he would go. Against the Mets in a series where he'd go like, let's see, he played three games. He say that's what twelve at bats in a series, one for eleven with nine strikeouts, right. and swinging at pitches that almost like looked like uh, like like Soriano did in the World Series right. against we the Diamondbacks. Swing the bat the more, at everything, race. just was right. lost, couldn't see the ball and coming then, out of the and, pitcher's and, hand. And yeah, and then and then he'd have a series. Then he then you know obviously then he'd have a series against the Mets where he'd go right. seven for twelve with three home runs. Right. Exactly. So I mean that's he's he's a he's an all or nothing guy, and to a lot of to to a large extent. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, Gregorius had the crazy, sick, hot start. Then he had the crazy cold spell. Now he's sort of right the ship. Right. Uh, Bird hasn't done much. He's been hurt. And when he's played, he hasn't done much for you. I'm still trying to figure out what he is. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what he is. I'm still trying to figure out what Hicks he is. Right. Had a big home run for me last night. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, but here's the thing. Like, you know, Hicksy doesn't need to be a star for you guys. He's a good, solid player. That's fine. Right. You know, Brett Gardner... I mean, every team can use Brett Gardner. That guy, he's got the clutch gene. He plays hard. He cares. And he plays a great left fielder. And he's an excellent outfielder. Excellent outfielder. Yes, not a great base runner, but he's an excellent outfielder. Not a great base, well. Not a great base stealer. Right. Yeah, decent base runner. 
Um, but I mean, so again, you add all that up with the starting staffs less Severino, who's you know Cy Young candidate material this year. You know, Tanaka's been eh, some good, some bad. Right. CC's giving you some mostly good starts, but right. occasionally he's gonna have he's gonna have a stinker. Uh, you hope Sonny, Sonny Gray, you never know hope. what you're getting from him. Um, but, but, oh, but getting back to what you're saying, somebody who's going to move the needle. Yeah. I mean, is there anybody out there, really? I think Cole Hamels is the only guy, and I, he doesn't, you know, he's, I'm not And he's like out of a third shoes. starter, really, at this point. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you, he, got, if you he, want to. somewhere between a second and a third starter. Okay, so let's, let me give you this scenario. Let's, let's, let's dial it up. Let's look ahead. Let's, let's say the Yankees win the division. So your first two games, or first three games, who you, who you got? Severino and then who? Uh, Tanaka and CC? Yeah. Yeah, and and you just you hope their 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 pedigree and their experience sort of right. carries them through. Yeah, I mean Tanaka pitched great in the well, and plus last year. you know here's the other thing though we also know now. I mean regular season games managers manage them like playoff games, but playoff games obviously now. I mean look, Sabathia gives you three and two. We saw it last year if he gives you four and a third good decent innings or two runs, they're taking him out and they're putting Chad Green in for the next two and a third exactly. innings. Right, but as we saw last year, eventually that you know, remember the Dodgers had I know. you know five I know. lockdown relievers. Well, you also can't keep bringing Brandon Morrow in seven games in a row. It, I mean, it, it, but you know, eventually <laughs> it wears everybody. You know, all the uh, all the I mean, the Astros are using Charlie Morton. Yep. I mean, they you know, but, yeah, they but, used they used McCullers right. out of the bullpen. Yeah, and they were locked down. Yeah, but like you know, so as good as your bullpen might be going at any given time, at some point it just uh, right. You know, when you're using them for that many innings, they're going to get exposed eventually. Right. And I mean, are you, are I mean look, you, Andrew Miller gave up that that home run right. to, uh, to to Birdie. Well, look, I mean, even the year the Cubs won it, I mean, I mean by Chad, the skin Chad of gave, their teeth right, with Chad Chapman, the home run to Roger Davis. Correct, correct. Uh, so yeah, I, so yeah, how much can you trust the aptly named Jonathan Holder in a big spot? Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, but he's Actually, done a nice job. He's I really, mean, he came in a huge spot last night. Right. Uh, the Yankees up a run, uh, first and third, nobody out. He got two strikeouts, and but you know, it's funny like that. Like, okay, so that that inning. You know, uh, he threw a hang slider to to Reynolds, who hit hit a ball 440, 440 feet, about you know about five feet foul, uh-huh. but you know just a bomb against the Mets. It's fair, by the way. The guy kills the Mets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark kills Reynolds the too. kills the Mets. By the um, way, the Mets. You know, by the way, and then, and then, but it was like a ten pitch at that. Where, yeah. You know, he got a couple pitches that he just kept fouling him back, and then yeah. finally he threw a really good three-two curveball, struck him out, and then to end the inning. So it's first and third, two outs. He struck out Murphy on uh, Dave Murphy on a really good changeup. So then he's facing uh, like the one eighty hitting catcher, uh, Pedro Severino. Kills the Mets, yes. O two pitch. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Call for a slider, low and away. Yeah. Hung it Hung right it. down the middle of yeah. the plate. Uh-huh. Horrible pitch. He even winced after you could see. Right. He winced he when he threw the ball. Yeah. And he popped up to the shortstop. Ah, uh, yeah. He just got so away. With like, it. So that's you know. Yeah, so sometimes you like just the, get away with it. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. the, that's the difference between having a great outing, right? You know, and saving the game, you know, being being the hero. Yes. And or being good, you know, because if he hits that ball four hundred feet, you're saying. O two ball, all two O two pitcher throws him, you know, a hang slider. Right, it's, like it's an unforgivable sin. Yep, you know, so it's like it's it's, yeah, like everything, you know, especially uh, like in any any sport, you know, it's like the the, the, the margin between being a hero and goat, which does not mean go- <laughs> greatest of all time, uh, uh, yes. is, is very very thin. Yes, as as Bob Murphy said, baseball is a game of inches and a game of redeeming qualities. And the Mets win the damn game. <laughs> yes. Uh, but no, look, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, Yankees and Red Sox are not going anywhere anytime soon. Cleveland's going to probably, not probably, they're going to win that mediocre Central. And then the they're Astros. They're going to get on a run, too. They are. They're, they're going to get hot. I mean, you know, Bowers pitched better. Kluber's been great all year. Uh, this you know, Clevenger guy has been pretty good lately. Uh, that guy's got nasty stuff. And Carnacion's starting to get hot with the bat. Lindor's, Lindor's been good all Lindor, year. Ramirez, Brantley's been Ramirez. really good. Ramirez, Ramirez, yeah. I mean, those guys have all. By the way, that I mean that that should be a trading partner though for the Mets too. I mean, they should look to that team. Um, the Astros. Yeah, uh, Andrew Miller's having some problems. Yeah, he is, right and 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 some and, injury problems. And uh, and uh, and Allen is, is has shown uh, sprung a few leaks as well. Um, I mean, you, you, by the way, you know who's uh, pitched an inning a third scoreless ball for them the other day? Who's that? <laughs> Ali Perez. Oh, is that right? Yes. He, no, he was in the, uh, the Yankees. I know system. he was. I know he was. I mean, talk about nine lives. Ali Perez. Ali wow. Perez. If you're lefty, yeah. parents, if you got a kid out there who plays baseball, <laughs> That's exactly right. make sure he's a lefty pitcher. Uh, all right, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back to wrap up the show with a little NBA right after this. All righty, we are back for the last segment of this week's edition of Jamal About Sports. 
little NBA as we have the draft uh, Thursday night. Knicks picking ninth. As, as we all know, the Knicks never, ever get to move up in the lottery except for the year that they got Ewing. Correct. Um, their and, last, a team, and a team who either trades away their first-round picks and correct. get a lottery pick. Correct. Or whatever time. I mean, they've been picking in the, when, when they've been picking, yes. they've been picking in the top 10 for the last 15, yes. 17 years, yes. and they never, they never get anybody any good. That's correct. So, so they, they, they are the, – the, their last however many lottery picks have been Jordan Hill, right. eighth Oof. pick. You know, now, one now pick after Steph Curry. Right. Yep. Gallinari, uh, Porzingis, and Nilakina. Those are, I believe, their last four lottery picks. So, uh, right. so basically, ha- for, so having basically tuned the NBA out completely. Yeah. Um, although I did watch uh, the last couple of games of the finals, and I watched like last couple of games of the, uh, the Celtics. Right. Um, Cavs. Cavs. Yeah. Yeah. Watch Bron so, do his thing. So is there any way that the Knicks, Knicks could somehow land Kawhi Leonard and then and then and Ron Brown would be like, oh, you know, I could do this. Um, no, right? I mean, that's absurd. Well, here's the thing. It's so only, only only if Ron Brown lost like a drunken debt and then decided to honor it. Well, here's the, <laughs> I mean, here, here's the thing. You know, the Knicks claim they're going to rebuild, right? But then, you know, we see that as soon as the shiny new object shows up in their face, they scrap their plans, and this is why they're in the situation that they're in. Uh, I mean, Porzingis. I mean, knee so, injury aside, he's not really a he's not a cornerstone player, is he? I mean, he he, could he looks tur- great for ten games, but with that body type, he's he's done by the by the fifteenth game of the year. I mean, he could turn into he he possibly turn into one because he you know for a guy seven three he does have a, a unique set of skills, but um, I certainly wouldn't move forward as if it was a guarantee. Certainly, and so if you're going to get Kawhi Leonard, you're going to have to trade Porzingis. But that essentially kind of – by the way, Kawhi Leonard to me is a top five player when he's healthy. But, I mean, this injury thing, who knows? Right. And with the Knicks luck, again, he'll come here and, and he'll have a degenerative hip condition and he'll be done. So, I, I mean, I honestly think the Knicks' best path is to literally just legit rebuild. Uh, see if this David Fisdale can actually instill some, some, some heart and, and a defensive mindset into this team again. Um, you hope. Have you ever seen a team give up more uncontested three balls? No, no. Game after no. game after game no. after game. No, and every coach pays lip service to saying that they're going to do it, and then they never. And but yet somehow they never defend. I mean, they don't defend anything. And, and, and the other part of it is the Knicks don't have anybody that can go. I mean, all you got to do is set a solid pick against any of the Knicks guards at the top of the key, and you either get a, a slam dunk or a wide open three. That's it. Um, so. Look, I, the one guy I don't want the Knicks to take is Trey Young. I'm on record as saying, and I'll say it here again, he's going to be out of the league in three years. I want no part of him. Plus, the Knicks already have three point guards on the team as it is. We're all young. They just drafted a point guard last year. Uh, now, I understand if Hornacek and, and his staff didn't think the Aquino was a point guard, let's let David Fisdale get a year with him. He's still only 20 years old. Right. I mean, he's 19. He's going to be 20. He's 6'5". He's got long arms. Let's hope he can turn into something more than he's a, got, he's a got, French Daryl Walker. He's got the right temperament. He does. He seems to have the right temperament for sure. You know, uh, you we you but can, but can he play? But can he play? I mean, that's the thing. You know, if he, develop, if he can develop a shot, can Moutier can Moutier get his head out of his ass and turn all that athletic ability and talent into being a, a, a productive major uh, NBA player? He was, he was actually a guy they really wanted in that draft, right? Uh, I think they were high on him, yeah. And, you know, let's see if Trey Burke can turn into, you know, a, a Vinnie Johnson-like type of third guard, you know, come in and fill it up off the bench kind of guy. You know, let's see if angry Grandpa Hardaway can continue to improve his game. You know, Ennis Cantor supposedly is working on his three ball this year because now, you know, as we know, low post centers are an endangered species now in the NBA because this stupid group think analytics is ruining that sport like it's ruining baseball too. Mm. So, anyway. Big, big, uh, big Ennis Cantor fan. Yeah, a huge fan. Love the guy. I mean, look, I understand he's, going, he's, not a, he's going through a lot of stuff too. Yeah, his father just got put in prison in Turkey. Well, no, I don't think he's, he's not in the country. I think it's if he go, if he. I, I thought think, no. I, I thought he got imprisoned. No, I don't. Um, I, I'll have to. I, what I read yesterday, he was actually not in the country. Oh, but if he they're looking he for gets, him. Yeah. Well, no. If he gets if he gets back in the country, he's screwed. Oh. You know, like he basically can't return. Well, no. Ennis Cantor can. No, I, I think that's also. I think his dad. I oh. Think that's what, I, I, no, because his family last year publicly denounced Ennis Cantor. Mm. They publicly right? denounced him. Is that right? Yes, because he's outspoken against, uh, against Erdogan. Erdogan. Yeah, Erdogan, yeah. whatever this guy's name is. Yeah, yeah Trump's buddy. Um, 
So, yeah, anyway, he's but look, the guy is not a perfect player by any stretch, but he's something we haven't seen as Knicks fans in a long time. He's a guy who cares. He yep. plays hard. And, by the way, he's good at scoring and rebounding. Like, I'm sorry. I understand analytics, guys. I guess that doesn't count anymore. Like, RBIs don't count in baseball. Counts to me. I like to see it. I like right. to see a guy that busts his ass, can score in a low post. And, well, for and, a team that's also that is, uh, that right. has gotten an offensive rebound in 15 years, <laughs> right. I mean, it's kind of nice to watch right. what he can do. Right. So the or, two, or, or a defensive rebound for that. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So the two guys I'd like to see the next draft are Mikel Bridges from um, – Villanova, you know, he, this is another thing that's cla- that the, the NBA is famous for, right? Ooh, he played three years in college, so we can't like him because he's old. He's 22, and he doesn't have a high ceiling. Right. Except he's right. a really smart player, really good player, fills the position in need for the Knicks, which is small forward, and he's on a championship-winning team, and he was coached well by Jay Wright. So, yeah, put him on my team any day of the week. And the other one, if you're going to go with a high upside guy, is the Knox kid from Kentucky, because Kentucky has a pretty good track record with their freshman one-and-done guys, particularly big men. Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, just to name a couple. All right. That'll do it for this week's show. As always, thanks for listening. Check us out on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on JamalAboutSports.com, the website. You can also find me on Twitter, at JamalAboutSportNOS, and also on the new Facebook page, JamalAboutSports. That is so, all you, so all you Padres fans, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I hope you found this Yankee and Mets talk educational. <laughs> well, by the way, uh, I covered the Padres on a sh- about four shows ago. I ripped them to shreds. Anyway, nice. uh, that'll do it for tonight's show. We'll catch, you next, we'll catch you next week. Until then, peace out.